<laughs> All right, so we're just, <laughs> just going to start this one out laughing, which is, you know, definitely not a bad thing to start out the conversation no. with some laughs. Um, right on. So if, if you don't follow me with any regularity over here on what's on your plate, you know, that's uh the conversations are pretty fluid. I don't really do interview style Q&A type of thing. We just kind of talk, um, see how the conversation goes. But sometimes it's a little more relaxed than usual, even when Monica and I decide to have a conversation and hit the record button. Um, check out previous episodes with Monica and I going over other things like codependency and grief. And today we're talking about how, um, uh, Monica, go ahead. Tell, tell them what we're talking about today. So I have this really great motto that I have a very difficult time following myself. And it's about, um, the thing that you hear on the airplane when they're all up at the front telling you all the dumb things and you have to listen. And there's a very important thing that they tell you that if the is if there is a change in cabin pressure, a mask will drop down. Secure your mask and then help those around you. And how beautiful is that to describe the life of a busy mom? Because we will not secure our own masks. We will help everybody else and then ultimately um, be like dead on the floor and like nobody will notice. That is like. <laughs> So <laughs> accurate. Um, yeah, I, I can completely relate to that. And why? Why is that? Why do we do that? We know that we can't <laughs> help others. We can save. We can save the world, the whole world, but we can't save ourselves. And that's the sucky part. And what I really struggle with is, okay. I am going to put myself first. I'm going to put my feelings first. I'm going to put my emotions first. I'm going to put my physical well-being first, but I'm also going to feel super guilty about it. Mm -hmm. I hate that feeling. It's not even the big things either. It's like just the little things that you do to try to take care of yourself. I, a prime example. Oh, dude, really... I just want a bath. I just want a bath by myself. <laughs> like without little fingers on that door being like, mom mom what are you doing yeah mm -hmm. for real I mean last night was a prime example um well I worked all day and then um I signed up for yoga class which you know I hurt my she foot at, but that that's a different story that's a different um, story I thought you're busted up but my, my foot's you bruised picture. it looked bad it looked so bad <laughs> anyways I digress um so but as it was getting closer to time, I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm probably just not yoga. Like I, you know, haven't seen Logan all day Then I'm going to be coming in and it's going to be right at bedtime and I'm not going to have it had a chance to talk to him about his day. And that sucks. I should just go home. I'm going to skip yoga. Mm -hmm. And then, then I said, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go because Nobody can show up for me except for me. Boom. Yes. And I went. Exactly. So, and surprisingly, I didn't feel all that guilty about it. I mean, I definitely struggled with I'm the mom guilt thing. But it's, it's, it was just one of the time. I mean, most of the time I do. Most of the time I am yeah. like feeling guilty about not, you know, being 
present for all the things for every second of all the things. And it's just dumb because I just don't, I mean, we just don't need to be. Um, no. Why do we have that unrealistic expectation is the big question. And I really think it's because of social media. Hmm, that's interesting. Tell me more. I think that everybody puts the best parts of themselves out on social media, the Pinterest moms or, or the dads, you know, whatever, it shouldn't just single moms out, but like the Pinterest people, the ones that are always baking cookies and making this and making that and having all these wonderful memories with their kids. And you think to yourself, God dang, like the only thing we did today was like lounge on the couch. And I think we're wearing yesterday's pajamas. And I don't even remember the last time I bathed my kid. Like, mm-hmm. did we do that this week? I think we did that this week. And they're out like running the show, but they don't show you the behind the scenes. They don't show you that in order to get that perfect picture, mom is screaming at her kid, like brushing her hair. And like, they changed outfit outfits 14 times and little Susie threw a tantrum and you know, it's just, it's not real. It's not real. It's not, it's not. That's that's why I make a point. Yeah. And that's why I make a point to put on social media that my kids are buttheads, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they're, they're tiny, tiny little terrorist assholes, but I love them so much. They're my little terrorist assholes. Yeah. Life is messy sometimes. Um, I do a lot of stuff with my kids. I'm really proud of the fact that I get to spend a lot of time with them doing fun things. But there's times where we do like absolutely nothing, like zero. I have time to do stuff. I just don't want to. I want to mm-hmm. sit down and just relax and like eat frozen pizza and yeah. be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much just uh, false imaging on social media. I don't think that's any secret that that happens yeah. and people just put the polished picture of themselves and their family up on social media. And, you know, that's great. It's Mm -hmm. nice to have those sweet pictures, those images, but it's all just an illusion. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no real um, perfection in any of that. And, you know, my friends that are photographers (laughs) will tell you, (laughs) I mean, the (laughs) the amount of shots it takes to get that you know, tranquil, whimsically, seasonal, festive, (laughs) where everybody's smiling and it looks like (laughs) it's just this like oozing of joy and cool. Like it's great to have that, but like that everybody left pissed. Everybody was crying (laughs) afterwards. Mom lost her mind. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the real life stuff. And I really appreciate it when people post the real life stuff because all that social media uh imagery I guess I'll call it is is really an illusion of truth and you're probably right on point with that that it plays right into the guilt of it all because I mean I can even just saying talking about these pictures I mean typically traditionally the last like every year well every year around um Logan's birthday we take pictures. I haven't done yeah. it for the last two years. And mm-hmm. it's just because life has been going on and um, it just hasn't happened quite honestly. And yeah, there's that guilt there. Oh my God. I missed the last two years of pictures. But how many pictures have you taken of that? Kid? Right. But just not you official know? ones, you know? Yeah. But Staged. I bet you, 
you'll look at those, you'll look at the stage photos and you'll think that it was wonderful and like how sweet the picture was and great. But the pictures that you're going to love the most are the ones where he's sitting at the kitchen table wearing just pajama pants and no shirt, eating pancakes and having a great old day. Mm -hmm. Like those are the ones that are precious to you. Yeah, that's true. I just had these um, every year. I do take the time to make photo books like from prime just like the prime photos that are mm -hmm. automatically saved and I'll like put a year's worth of pictures together and you're absolutely right all the pictures that I've put in those books are exactly that like literally him yes. eating ice cream with it dripping mm -hmm. down his face and there's <laughs> been no paid photographer behind no. the scene and those types of things um, best memories though right yeah yeah the precious ones mm -hmm. are certainly the ones that are made authentically Mm -hmm. for sure and I think that way about Christmas too you know as this yes. year's yes. holiday is approaching quickly um it's that same thing you know those kind of staged yes memories versus the authentic ones and I kind of struggle with that a lot mm -hmm. quite honestly because oh, yeah. it's like I want to I want to set the scene for him to be able to have really great memories you know, yeah. I want it to be like special and different from every other day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I very much believe in not running myself ragged in order to create said memories or said scenes. Mm -hmm. And it's a tug of war constantly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I let go of that illusion a long time ago. I will do, I will do my best to make sure that the kids are happy but I will not sacrifice my sanity yeah. to do so. I have a very thin thread during the holidays. You know, my struggle with the holidays. Yeah. Um, that thread is like, ooh, Nellie, that thread is thin. So to place any extra stress on myself about making sure that things are just absolutely freaking perfect, that is not on my priority list in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah no I think that that's good and um gosh it's just so unnecessary too you know everything from like making sure they have the perfectly wrapped present to yeah. the perfect meal to anything just all of it mm -hmm. together is just right. exhausting and it sucks all the joy out of it for you I mean you know, mm -hmm. it's one thing to create an experience and help contribute to a good time, but it's another to run yourself so, so crazy that it just, you're, it's all lost on you. Oh, you know? absolutely. And you know, one thing I've done as a single parent, um, you know, cause I have to share my kids for holidays. Um, you know, Indiana's guidelines are something like, you know, alternating holidays, Christmas in particular is very, um, uh, very black and white to where they have, you know, whatever year it is, even or odd, you know, custodial or non-custodial, the one parent has the child children for Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, but then the other parent will have the kid from Christmas evening until I think it's like the next day or that night or something silly like that. And egotistically, I think most parents would say immediately, oh, well, I want my kid on Christmas. I want my kid on Christmas. That's my kid too. So to share that holiday between the parents, I can understand how, you know, you would want, you would want to see your kid for Christmas, but put yourself in a little kid's shoes. 
like, you know, you have multiple different Christmases to go to and say, for instance, you're at mom's house for Christmas and dad's coming to pick you up later. You know, you open up all of your gifts. You get everything that you ask for. Santa brings you your perfect toy. Mom's got you your perfect toy. You're playing with everything. And mom's like, all right, let's go. Dad's on his way. We got to get ready. You got to get cleaned up. You got to finish your breakfast. You got to do this. You got to put those toys away. You can't play with that right now. You're going to be going to your dad's. Hurry up. Your dad's going to be here. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And it takes the joy out of that moment and creates chaos. So they have to hurry up, package up their little lives and then go to another house and then go through the same thing. Oh, well, hurry up. Your mom's on her way. She's going to come pick you up. Let's get ready. No, you got to stop playing with that. Nope. Nope. You can't take that toy to mom's house. You got to leave that here. This toy mm-hmm. is for dad's house. You can't take that toy there. You got to leave that here. And it's just so unfair for kids. I mm-hmm. quit doing that stuff a long time ago and it's about them. It's their Christmas. Like mm-hmm. let them just enjoy Christmas. So whatever day Christmas falls on during that parents week, that parent gets the kid. Christmas is just a day. It is not the end all be all. You can have Christmas any old day of the week, any old day of the year. There's so many different religions and different traditions out there that people, not everybody celebrates Christmas on the 25th and that's perfectly okay. So why should I be any different? I'm not going to have my kids for this Christmas and I'm perfectly okay with that. We're going to celebrate Christmas when they get home. And it's going to be just fine. And it'll be just as wonderful. There's not going to be any less magic. It's not going to be any less wonderful. It's just going to be a different day. You know, and I think actually that mindset approach is is putting yourself first in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. Because while it seems like it's really just focusing on them having a good day. It's also making sure that you have a good day too. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Because if they're, you know, stressed out and upset and struggling through the day, so are you. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so I'm like 10 having, times more. Yeah. You know, so like having that chill energy and that just understanding that it is just a day and it's all going to be okay. And mm-hmm. like, that's just so much better for them too. That's it's pretty so much, much like better. putting your, that's pretty much like putting your oxygen mask on before theirs, mm-hmm. making sure yeah. you're good. And then they're yep. good. Yeah. It takes two seconds to put on your own mask. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be what okay you, for two seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think is an example of, um, when you don't or shouldn't put yourself before you your kids. Shouldn't put yourself first. That's a really good question. Um, and like in what context? Like what would you what example do you does, does it come to mind when I say that they should come first? Like, you know, you always hear that saying, well, kids come first, people, kids come first. It's like, well, yes, but no, kind of thing. Right. You know, so I it's mean, like in what scenario? Yikes. That's super tough. Um, I don't know. I mean, like instinctively, like just blurt things out off the top of my head. Um, I I would think it would be like a life or death situation, (laughs) you know, like their life or yours. And like, dude, take me like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. Leave my babies alone. But I mean, realistically, that's probably not going to be a choice that is, uh, 
coming up every day. So in what scenario would be putting me first versus putting them first? And I think it's in most scenarios because bottom line, the happier I am, the healthier I am Mm -hmm. mentally, physically, emotionally, they're better for it. Mm -hmm. Like if I've had a really rough day at work and I'm exhausted and I'm tired, you know, I can, I can say to them like, Hey, I love you guys very much. We're going to hit the hay early tonight. I'm going to read you guys a bedtime story. I'm going to tuck you in. We're not going to do any crazy things tonight. We're just going to chill. That's me putting myself first because I'm just drained. I'm emotionally and physically drained. I don't have any extra anything to give. Mm-hmm. And if I were to say, okay, well, we're going to make popcorn and we're going to make gingerbread houses tonight. Cause I did promise pretty soon that we're going to be making a gingerbread house. I'm going to get upset with them. They're going to do something dumb. They're going to like shove a bunch of candy in their mouth because they're kids. And I'm going to yell at them because they're not supposed to be having candy that late at night. And they're going to be fighting over who decorates this side and who decorates that side. And I am, I'm going to get upset. Um, I might yell. I don't want to yell. I don't want to be the mom that yells. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the mom that gets upset over something stupid. Like who decorates the side of a freaking gingerbread house? You know, for real decorate it how you ever you want to man it doesn't have to look perfect like I don't care what you put on there you put out yeah you want a candy cane on a roof do it oh sweet mm-hmm. good style but, but I think that's a really good example of tired it's a mom basic, yeah tired mom like definitely needs to for sure not uh reduce the need for her to have rest I can remember my grandmother mm-hmm. saying she'd come home from, uh, working and she just made it a standard that when she walked in, this is her 15 minutes to walk in the house and not like be bombarded with what everybody needs from her. Mm -hmm. It was just, I'm home. I'm going to take a minute. And for her, that meant having a drink. Like she'd pour (laughs) herself a drink and she would Mm -hmm. sit down and she needed 15 minutes to herself to transition from like coming in from work and like Mm -hmm. going into like, you know, wife and mother mode into the evening. Instinctively, do you like without thinking about it, do you think that's selfish? No, no, (laughs) but I will say it's a hard thing to, um, it's hard to keep up in this world, in this society mm-hmm. of, you know, just being everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about this in previous episodes where it's like, we are nurturers mm-hmm. and we are people that are caregivers by nature. So it's easy to fall into that trap of, oh, I'll, I'll totally just you know, drop everything and stop yeah. doing to help you with what you need. And sometimes, you know, with a smile on your face, sometimes it's begrudgingly, <laughs> but either way, yeah. you know, you still tend to gravitate towards that. You really have to pause and say, Hey, look, like I need to take, like, I need to, I need to show up for yoga. <laughs> I need <laughs> to take this hour out of my day and do the one thing right Right. um or whatever it is whether it's Mm -hmm. you know how you know she set that little bit of time aside for her 
I mean, 15 minutes, really, like you 15 want 15 minutes, minutes just yeah. for yourself, for your own How well-being. I mean, it just seems ridiculous. <laughs> it seems ridiculous. And then, you know, you kind of look around, at least for me, and you have to really not let like resentment sort of set in when you see like others just completely, mm-hmm. um, how do I want to say this in a... <laughs> in a kind way like just not worrying about what anybody else needs at all just falling directly into what they want to do what they need oblivious to to everything around you um so that's hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know that's hard but um yeah you know there's there's different ways to look at that but then I think um that's all the more reason to make sure you are taking your time and really it's all your time. I mean, when we're talking about it from like a real perspective, the the minutes and hours of your day are your time, right? Mm-hmm. You have children, yes. You have partners and responsibilities and work, but at the same time, it is your path. It is your life to, mm-hmm. to live and, and the road to walk. So you just got to keep coming back to that where it's like, this is going to live my life. And it Mm -hmm. includes all these other people, right? Yeah. But it can't be overtaken by all those other people and those needs and children for sure, because children are like the number one beings amongst us, creatures that really are thieves of our time. Well, did I ever tell you um, my thoughts on children being the like the real vampires of the world? <laughs> I don't know. And they're little energy vampires. They're little energy vampires. Like, what if what if all these fairy tales about vampires like sucking your blood at night and stuff like that? What if those are just made up? What if it was children? Like children take your energy at night. Mm-hmm. They come. They literally come into your room. And they want to snuggle with you. Mm-hmm. And I love, yeah. I love snuggling them with while my eyeballs are open. But at nighttime, it's awful because they'll sleep right up next to you. And you'll have like one eighth of the bed. Mm-hmm. And they will continue oh, yes. to kick you in your kidney the whole night. And then like freaking Mike Tyson you right in the face. Yeah, I'm familiar with that scene. Yeah. So, and then there's nothing left of you in the morning. Like you are mm-hmm. so dead, so drained and you just wish you had a little bit of energy left. And then they're literally like bouncing off the walls. Like they snorted a line of Coke for breakfast. Seriously. No, same. <laughs> and that's another prime example of like you making sure you put yourself before the kid that feels the need to come into your bed at night. So that's, yeah. that. we're not talking about life and death scenarios here, people in regards yeah. to like putting yourself before your child, but in the big scheme of making sure that everybody is okay, you have got to put yourself before the you kids and make sure you're to. okay. Yeah. Um, walking around like a zombie day in and day out. I mean, anybody that's mm-hmm. had a newborn knows mm-hmm. that knows that walk, but to have it like even into toddlerhood and yeah. adolescent, like, I mean, I have an eight-year-old like that we still did. finds himself. <laughs> oh my God. He still finds oh, himself coming in my yeah. bed a couple of times. Dude, me will sleep. And 
that's weird it's creepy it's yeah. creepy she was sleepwalking last night she was just wandering around the house with her freaking blanket and it's like what are you doing what are you doing she didn't even know she had that you know nobody's home look on her face she was 100 asleep so like walk her back in her room it's creepy it's yeah. so creepy logan does it every <laughs> once in a while um he'll get up and like room and just not be fully awake and he looks at me he looks like through you you know which is just like weird anyways they're so weird I know I know (laughs) um so another thing that comes to mind when we're talking about putting ourselves first over our kids is the codependency conversation that we've had before Mm -hmm. and I (sighs) was listening to a different podcast not long ago and the author of the book codependency no more mm-hmm. her name is melody melody uh betty melody Beatty, melody betty i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing that um anyway she was on and she was talking about children and codependency and mm-hmm. her take on that was that they're like the exception essentially where Mm -hmm. you're never going to not be codependent with your kids (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. um because they do suck so much out of out of you that nurturer and she had talked that it you know it is such a fine line with taking care of yourself while also knowing that the codependency is going to just be a thing with with your own children mm-hmm. yeah there 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 absolutely is a fine line because what are we doing as mothers like especially you and I we're trying to teach them to be independent little tiny humans and now like Mila and Evelyn are not going to go outside in the backyard and fire up the grill and like make their own dinner but <laughs> they are quite capable of getting their own snack Mm-hmm. Dude, how many times a day do you hear can I snack? Yeah, I'm, I'm my kid snack bitch all day, <laughs> all all day. Like, I put the granola uh, bars where you can reach them. Grab it yourself. Well, yourself. and that's another little example <laughs> of taking care of you first, because like, look, you just got home from a long day. You're exhausted. You just sit down, and it's. Mom, can I have a sack? Mom, this. Mom, can I? Mom, can I? Mom, she did this. Mom, will you? Mom, should I? And it's like, oh right. my God. Like, this is that right. 15 minute transition that we talked about earlier. Exactly. Uh, you've got to like reserve that for you mm-hmm. before they just overtake you. Completely, yeah. completely. And yeah. that is a good example. And it's a small example, but it is an example small. of you taking mm-hmm. care of you. Mm-hmm. get up and get your own snack you're yeah, eight you got or whatever this. right get your own snack mm-hmm. yeah I put them within reach you can grab them yes you need to ask if you can have a snack you can't just be snacking like all day long but just say like hey can I have a snack yes you may go grab one rather mm-hmm. than hey can you go get me the applesauce out of the refrigerator that's 100% within my reach because it's in a convenient little pouch Mm-hmm. that I know how to twist off the cap myself but I'm not going to yeah. because you twist it off way better than I do <laughs> you know <laughs> why no no God, here's another thing that comes to mind recently that happened not long ago um so you know the struggle with like getting everybody ready and out the door in the morning 
dude. (laughs) The literal bane of my existence. (laughs) So, you know, any parent out there listening with littles probably also does what they can the night before to make sure shit is like as together (laughs) as possible, but it doesn't matter. You're still screaming and not screaming. Maybe I'm not literally screaming, but but still like screaming. (laughs) It's still like this bum rush, like complete chaos, complete Mm -hmm. get in the car. Did you get this? (laughs) Get your stuff. I, you know, and it's like a constant everyday conversation with him of like, I cannot, you're eight. Okay. You're not two. I cannot get all my things and all your things. And like, tell you five times to brush your teeth and five times to make sure you have an actual hat and like five additional times to make sure that you have all your shit in your backpack. And yeah. like you have a checklist, go through your checklist. I made you a list to make sure you have all your stuff and like the Mm -hmm. other day it was this exact scene (laughs) and finally get ourselves in the car get it off and because I was chasing him around making sure he had all his stuff that he has a checklist that he should be able to actually do on his own I forgot my lunch and didn't eat lunch that day dude I've done that like I do that like at least twice a week (laughs) cool right so So, that's an example pour this amazing cup of coffee and it's so good and it smells so good oh. and I like getting all the kids in the car and getting all their crap and running back inside to grab Mila's iPad on the charger and I'm like halfway to work I'm like oh my coffee's on the oh table. shit that sucks. you know coffee oh uh, yeah that's rough I know so it's those little things like that's yeah. what we're talking about when we're talking about making sure you're putting yourself first mm-hmm. and then your kids come second because mm-hmm. seriously the better we are the better they are and not just mother to child but like mother to to husband to spouse to partner to friendships like mm-hmm. it goes everywhere you can be a better person to your spouse you could be a better person to your parents, to your children, to your friends, to your co-workers, to your boss, to everybody. When you are rested, taken care of, healthy, fed, nurtured, mm-hmm. all of that. When you take care of yourself, you're just a better, happier person. How is that yeah. not benefiting everybody else around you? Yeah, it is. No, it totally is. It's just making sure that you actually follow that routine every single day because it's just so easy mm-hmm. for it to get derailed and it doesn't take much. It takes no. the simplest little thing to just set you off course mm-hmm. from it completely. And it's mm-hmm. sometimes tough to get back on it. Yeah. And then the whole other added factor of the guilt factor. Like, okay, I'm going to put myself first, but that's that's not right either. I was talking to one of my friends earlier today and we were talking about just like different friendships. Um, You know, one of the many reasons I appreciate our friendship, you and I, is that there's no pressure with our friendship. Like there's, we talk to each other like every day Mm -hmm. at some capacity, whether it's me sending you a really stupid TikTok video that you look at and be like why are you my friend or 
you know, you texting me, just telling me that you're thinking of me today and that you hope I'm well. You know, we, we talk to each other pretty much every single day, but neither one of us freaked out if we don't talk to each other in a day or if we go like a couple weeks without seeing each other. Yeah. We're bummed that we don't see each other, but I'm not like, man, Sarah's a crabby friend. Like I haven't haven't seen her like a month. She should have made an effort to call me. She should have made an effort to come over. And when she calls, I'm going to ignore her to let her know that I'm mad at her for not contacting me. You have a life. You are a mother. You are a wife. You are an employee. You're running your own businesses. You're busy. Why would I be so selfish to think that you're supposed to carve out specific time in your day for me? That's silly. I know that you love me. I know that you're my friend. I know that if I want to talk to you, like a phone kind of works both ways. Like I can just call you or text you like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you free? I want to chat for a little bit. Why did, why does, why does it matter if I don't hear from you for a day because you're just busy? Okay. I couldn't get all butthurt over it. I know with our friendship, if you were mad at me, you would tell me, first of all. But That's true. I don't think I've ever told you that, though. I mean, no, because I'm awesome. True. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was weird. Why would I confuse it with that? I don't know. (laughs) That's dumb. (laughs) But yeah, like, people are busy, and sometimes you know, again, sometimes they're not busy and they're just drained. They just don't have the capacity to take care of one more thing in that day. And at maybe that particular moment, having a conversation with a friend that they adore is just not on their priority list right at that moment. Their priority list is mm-hmm. I'm going to collapse on my bed and binge watch you know, Game of Thrones. <laughs> and that's okay too. But that is a really, that's, that's really accurate actually, because that's exactly what happens um, for me. Like that is exactly what I need when I say putting myself first or mm-hmm. also what it means to like give myself grace or self-care. Mm-hmm. It is literally like just time alone. Yeah. Like that's what I need. I need time alone to do things like read and journal and meditate mm-hmm. and maybe listen to a podcast or mm-hmm. um whatever. And running, you know, also does that, but it's not the same as just being allowed to like be still and be quiet still. and mm-hmm. just get thoughts out or absorb something on my own by myself. Yep. And that is time that is really mm-hmm. you have to you have to schedule it and you have to yeah. protect it. And mm-hmm. it's often the first thing to go when life is crazy. Oh or, absolutely. You're like, oh you know, well, I was gonna have that amazing nap later, but I really guess I should do X, Y, and B. But that is you 
taking care of you first Mm -hmm. before everybody else. That's the Mm -hmm. kind of thing I'm talking about is you have to come. If you need to say, Hey, like I need, I need some alone time. Like I've got to have just some time in my own head and be by myself. You take, you take him to baseball, you know, somebody else do that. I can't go today. Like Mm -mm. that's okay. Like if I don't make that game because I need that hour to just refuel my soul, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is me putting my oxygen mask on first and then his. Yeah. And it's okay. And, but you know, the guilt often that especially we as moms feel with something like that is real. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say it is not valid. I mean, unless you're just a parent that is routinely not showing up for your kid's life. That's different. It's not valid. That's right. That's very different. Yeah. No, that's a different conversation entirely. Yes. So there, there is, there is definitely putting yourself first, (laughs) but remembering that you have little people depending on you. That's that I think is where, um, that line is with putting on your oxygen mask first. So if you routinely put your oxygen mask on first and take care of yourself, you will be more present for the day-to-day happenings, the baseball games, the Girl Scout meetings, the field trips and things like that. You'll have more time in your head, more energy in your soul to take care of those things. But if you're just a dirtbag parent and you're just not going to your kid's baseball games and choir recitals and stuff like that. That's just you being a dirt bag and you're just being selfish. Right. Yeah. There's a huge difference. I need my, I need my bubble bath. My bubble bath is at 6 PM every day and your choir concert is at 6 PM also. So I'm sorry. I'm just not going to be able to go. No, just take your freaking bubble bath when you get home. You're fine. Well, and I think as, (laughs) yeah, I think as kids, um, I think as kids get older though, too, like they understand it's hard as a kid because I feel like we put a lot more pressure on kids than we even do ourselves sometimes to like, you know, show up and get through it and, um, do the hard things, even if you don't want to kind of thing, like they're not always Mm -hmm. given the choice. Um, Oh yeah, not at all. Yeah. But I think as they get older, And maybe they see mom or dad saying, hey, um, I really just need some downtime right now. Like, I'd love to go to whatever it is, your swim meet, or um, I'd love to take you shopping today. I'd love to go to the movies with you. But right now, like, I just really have got to, like, take care of myself and we'll mm-hmm. do that a different time kind of thing. I mm-hmm. think as kids become teenagers and young adults, they start to understand that they too can have permission to opt out of things if yeah. they need a break. Yeah. Kids are busy nowadays. Like I yeah. take care of a lot of younger kids at the clinic. And I mean, these kids get up at like, 4 30 in the morning and get ready for practice. They like there's we see a lot of swimmers. These young swimmers, they get up at like 4 30 in the morning, get ready, get all their school stuff ready, dropped off at the high school so they can have like an hour to two hour practice in the morning before school, mm-hmm. then have an entire full day of school, 
and then have practice after school and then have conditioning after school and then maybe get to go home in the evening, eat some dinner, do some homework and go to bed, do it all again the next day, day after day after day. These kids, they train and work harder than most professional athletes do. And their bodies are still growing. Their minds are still growing and they need different parts of their lives to grow. They need that social aspect of their life to grow. Not just, not just, you know, seeing their, you know, family. I'm talking about their friendships and whatnot. Like they don't have any time to be a kid. Well, think about if you held that same schedule as, no. as like I, I, I'm not doing that. I mean, I no guess way. there was a point in my life I did, but if you really think of yourself, like as an adult holding that same type of schedule that, you know, any kid that has any type of extracurricular commitment mm-hmm. does. I mean, most, most people don't make their way to the gym three times a week. Most people don't go out for a run, right. you know, a few times These a week. These kids are doing it like six days a week. And right. then they wonder why they're moody. Like, yeah, right. teenagers are moody to begin with, but they're exhausted. And then they get in trouble for it, right? They're not allowed yeah. that in soul grace. Um, oh, whereas an adult so would be horrible. like, yeah, an adult would be just like probably checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, or doing something to maybe protect that piece. And as a kid, mm-hmm. like there's so much more pressure on kids. That's and yeah. guys, if you want to hear more about pressures on kids, there is also a recent podcast um, with Angie Ariola, a conversation about the pressures on kids today. And that's a great resource as well. So definitely yeah. look that up. Um, that was a, a couple months ago at mm-hmm. this point, I think, but yeah, completely unrealistic, but um I don't know that kids keeping that kind of schedule is setting them up to put their own oxygen mask on first. I don't as I they don't think it is either become adults. These these kids that I know, I mean, they're young and they're experiencing burnout so quickly now. And I just feel terrible, but they have that same mom thing they have they have guilt they're like well if I take a day off of practice I'm really tired or I'm injured if I take a day off I'm letting my team down I'm letting my coach down and then Mm -hmm. if I take a day off I'm not allowed to go do the next swim meet because I haven't had enough practices for this week I have to make sure I have this many practices otherwise I don't get this end result I don't get this reward to swim in the meet like what See, that really burns me the wrong way right there. Yeah. Like a kid needing a mental break or a physical break, yeah. they're penalized and can't like compete. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks. Cause that's, I mean, they want their team to do About well. How the oh. systems um, are set up to promote perfection or failure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one or the other. Um that drives me crazy, but I digress again. I don't want to get too involved with that um, today. It's too deep. (laughs) Yeah. They're just babies. Like let them be, let's let's let kids be kids. Like, I don't know. I just, I remember the good old days when I just ride my little bicycle all over town, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I think most of us, our generation and older definitely 
recall the days of leaving the house in the morning, not coming home till the streetlights came on. Maybe somebody else's parents fed you while you were out and mm-hmm. about. Maybe not. Like, I yeah. feel like my mom didn't know out. where I was. She did. I don't know, but, but I, I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty unsupervised. <laughs> I know, right? Quite honestly. Not okay. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. Listeners, what do you think? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, these um these topics of putting your own mask on first and the true mom guilt and parent guilt that happens when you actually do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a laughable thing. It's a laughable thing. It is. And it's like just something that every day is a constant. You don't just have this conversation once and you're like, oh, I'm good to go. I understand now. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's every day. Mm-hmm. From things as literal as like remembering to just like if I don't wake up before him, before my son, and go downstairs and make sure that I take my vitamins and take like my, Mm -hmm. my herbal drink before I do anything else, before I start breakfast or make lunches or anything like that. Like it doesn't happen. No, it's never going to happen. Little things like that from Mm -hmm. like making sure that I take my ass to the doctor if I'm sick so that Mm -hmm. I can function. Yeah. I don't just trudge through. So I make sure I don't miss something in his day, you know? Mm -hmm. Everything, everything from that to like truly taking mental breaks to care for yourself, whether it's that mm-hmm. hour, whether it's the 15 minutes or whether it's like, you know what, just get the hell out of town on your own yeah. for a couple of days is totally yeah. acceptable as well. Totally fine. And that all those things, all those things that we do to care for our own well-being are what make them okay too. Mm-hmm. What make them awesome, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And like the getting away for a little bit. I I've started to do a little bit more of that this year. And oh my God. Just even getting away for like the short little time that they're away at their dad's house for the weekend. Like on mm-hmm. Friday evening until Sunday evening. Yeah. That's enough time for me to take a day trip someplace or go overnight someplace. Yeah. And man, my batteries are so recharged after something like that. I bet. It's great. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And when they come home on Sunday, like I'm excited. Not, not that I'm never not excited to see my kids. I, I do. I really do love them. Again, they're, they're turds, but I love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not exhausted. I'm not exhausted when I come home and they're going to bombard me with all their stories from what they did this weekend. And you know, they're going to want to know what I did on that weekend. And Monica from, you know, like a year ago, I would feel bad if I told them I did something fun without them. Oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I would, I would literally tell them, I'd be like, nothing this weekend. I just sat home and I was sad because you were gone the whole time. <laughs> That's, That's a lie. That's a lie. Like I was partying it up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But because you went out and did those <laughs> things without them, like they got the best version of you when they came back. Yeah, they do. They get, they get a, they get a better mom. I'm a better mom when I'm rested, when I have a full mm. night's sleep. I'm a better mom 
when I go out and have a good meal that I didn't have to cook or clean up after. That's mm-hmm. important too. Um, I'm a better mom when I get to see my friends. I'm a better mom when I get to see Sarah and I get to laugh. I'm, yeah. I'm just a better, I'm just better. I'm just better. Okay. Gotta take care of you, boo. Yeah, absolutely. And then they're just better for it. You know, and then two, they get to see a happier mom. I mean, I can't tell you how many times growing up I saw my parents miserable. My parents weren't happy together, much less by themselves. And they were always running themselves ragged and they were always doing for my brother and I. And as an adult, I can really appreciate all that they did for us. I might not have been able to appreciate it all in the moment sometimes when I was younger because I just didn't understand. But I look back and think about a lot of the things that my folks did. And man, they could have very easily had said no. I don't have time for that right now. My dad worked shift work at the mill for Pete's sakes. I never thought that, oh, dad just came off midnights. I shouldn't mm-hmm. ask him to take me here, there, or everywhere. But he did, and he did. That's, you know, that's amazing. But it's amazing, but destructive. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, he could have been a happier dad. He could have been mm-hmm. a happier person. Um, and again, not that he was like some old grumpy curmudgeon, but you know, who knows, who knows? I want my kids to see me happy. I want my kids to see me laughing and smiling and having a good time and being present for them, not being crabby. Yeah. I can tell you that I for sure have become more aware of that with myself lately too. Mm-hmm. my mom growing up was not somebody that did a lot of things to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she sort of, what would I say about my mom without going down a rabbit hole? She, mm-hmm. um, I mean, she did things to sort of numb the world around her and numb, yeah. numb life, but they weren't things that were healthy ways to take care of herself to Mm -hmm. be a better her right and there wasn't a lot yeah so that's a good point too there's like the unhealthy way to have your me time Mm -hmm. um and then the healthy way to have your me time the numbing is not taking care of yourself at all no she just basically like um I mean I think my mom did the best that she could with what she had to deal with, um, Mm -hmm. in some ways, you know, um, I think that had more emphasis on the well-being of herself, Mm -hmm. you know, her own well-being that there would have been more of those (sighs) memories of me remembering her happy or smiling, Mm -hmm. or just enjoying life, you know? Um, And and that's, that's kind of an eye opener to talk about that, you know, to remember what your own scenario was as a kid with what your perception was of your own parents. Were they doing the things that they needed to do to take care of themselves so that they could better take care of you as their kid? And 
mm-hmm. for me, that wasn't the case. My mm-hmm. mom did what she had to do and worked hard to take care of us. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there wasn't anything left in regards for her to make sure she was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that, you know, a generational thing? You know, our parents are right around the same age. Mm-hmm. Like, was it this, was it just that generation? That's how their mindset was. That's how they were taught. That's how they were supposed to do. Or, you know, some other factor. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to live that life. I don't want to be stuck in that cycle of just doing what my parents did because it worked for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No, I, I agree. That and that's always such a way to reflect and consider what you actually do want for yourself is to remember what you want for yourself and your kids, actually, because when you think back and remember about your own experience as a kid mm-hmm. and what was good and not good type of things, you know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's really a honestly a great starting point. If you're thinking to yourself, what is it that I can do to care for myself and make sure that I am putting what I need as a a parent as a, as a human first before my kids thinking back on what you saw was lacking for your own parents, I think is a great place to start. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I heard, um, you know, my little, my little self-love journey that I've been on, uh, I was reading about, um, like attachment styles and love languages and whatnot. And I read this really interesting thing that was, um, it states that your love language as an adult is what you lacked as a child. And I thought that was really interesting. interesting. Yeah, Yeah. that is interesting. Mm -hmm. I've been um, thinking more about love languages too. I mean, of course there's the five from, you know, the book and the, and, and the, um, you know, research and and whatnot that was done. Um, Mm -hmm. But also just how it translates into actual, like everyday things or life, Mm -hmm. you know, like if somebody's affirmation, love language is affirmation. What does Mm -hmm. that actually look like for you? Because affirmation isn't just like compliments and high fives, right? right? Um, Or same with like physical touch, like that's Mm -hmm. your love language. Like, there's a hundred ways. You can ways. get overtouched. You can be yeah, over-touched. you can be overtouched. There's a hundred ways <laughs> yeah. to be touched, you know? So like, what is it to you? Like if I were to say my love language is physical touch, hands down, rub my feet every day. That's all I want in life. Rub my feet every day. Oh, absolutely. Right? So right. when you think about love languages, like there's just, again, it's just not it's not the five and then that's it. It's so layered. Yeah. And it's, um, so love languages with a partner, it's not just your love language and their love language. It's how you give and receive Mm -hmm. as well. So maybe your love language is touch and you give touch to show love, but that's their least favorite. How do you handle that? 
Yeah. How do you handle that? That is their least favorite love language, but that's your way of showing love. Yeah. So that's I don't know, like an automatic diss to you when they like pulled away from your hand, like, Ooh. Yeah. Or um, like, if you want to <laughs> receive gifts, if that's what, how you receive love is by mm-hmm. receiving and giving gifts. Mm-hmm. But your partner is like, I don't want that. I just want us to like hang out and spend time together. Yeah. My my love language is time spent, quality time. Yeah. And it's like, well, is that asking somebody to do something out of character for them? Is that asking them to change? Or Ooh, yeah. are they able to essentially give you what you need, even though it's not necessarily your number one preference? Mm-hmm the art of compromising yeah the art of compromising or as I like to say with children because you have love languages with your children too yeah every relationship Um, every relationship um you know uh, I don't feel that compromising with my children is compromising I feel like it's negotiating with terrorists (laughs) (laughs) Is that terrible? Um, oh like, my god, <laughs> that's funny. In three pizzas, and you give me one hostage. Like, I feel like that's how <laughs> a lot of my negotiations go with my kids sometimes. Oh my god, but that's great. Yeah, but you know, I, I think that, I think that plays into again taking care of yourself is negotiating with your children and um, finding that compromise I'm not a big fan of telling my kids no a lot I have no problem telling them no but I don't like telling them no and I especially hate saying things like no we can't do that today because that's a lot of money while I do think it's important for my kids to understand that I'm not made of money I don't ever want them to think that they're a financial burden either. Mm. So if there's ever something that I just don't have the money for right now, something big, it's never, no, that's too expensive. It's, that sounds like a really awesome thing to do later or yeah, that sounds really fun. Why don't we plan that for this summer? Uh, That's a really great idea. We can start making changes now so we can do that this summer. I don't want to tell them no, but I don't want to blindly say yes to everything either. I want to put myself first and say, they, they really want to go to Wisconsin Dells this summer. That's going to be a lot of money. I'm going to say, yes, I'll just put it on a credit card. It's no big deal. I'll just, you know, pay what I can when I can and it'll get taken care of. And, you know, that might mean robbing from Peter to pay Paul a little bit down the road because I overextended myself. I'm a single mom. Like that's a lot. But instead I'll say, you know what? Wisconsin Dell sounds like a lot of fun. Why don't we look into that? And then we can plan it out and we can go at this date, but we're going to have to do X, Y, and Z in order to make sure that we can get there. You know, like we're not going to be able to stop past Dunkin' Donuts every single Friday. Like, are you willing to give up a couple of Dunkin' Donuts days? You are? Awesome. Okay, we'll put that money towards our vacation because I think that would be way more fun than Dunkin' Donuts. And then that teaches them responsibility and that mm-hmm. teaches them to, you know, think ahead for the future, to plan ahead for the future, to 
realize what's important and what's maybe not as important. I think that teaches a lot of valuable life lessons. And I'm not necessarily saying no. Right. Gosh, but I'm really also comes, not saying yes. <laughs> yeah. What comes to mind with that is um, that debt that you're not incurring just mm-hmm. to appease your children for mm-hmm. whatever's the hot thing in the moment that they want. Mm-hmm. And you incurring a financial responsibility for something that, you know, feasible in the moment and you overextend yourself like that, that's not taking care of you first. Like that's making a bigger burden for you, which Mm -hmm. then takes time away from them because you have to go out and work Work harder and longer in order to, to cover that thing Mm -hmm. that you probably could have just waited on. Waited on. And it is, it's a trickle effect. So because I incurred that debt, now I'm going to work a little bit harder. And because I work a little bit harder, I'm going to be a little bit more tired at night. And because I'm more tired at night, I'm going to go to bed exhausted and I'm not going to sleep well. And I'm going to wake up the next day drained even more. And then it's just going to carry on and carry on and carry on until I just feel like there's nothing left of me. And then I'm mad mom. And then I'm angry mom, short-tempered mom. Um, that's no fun. I don't like that mom. She sucks. She sucks. So everybody listening, if you have not caught the drift of today's podcast, it's please, please, please. Every day, routinely, without fail, take the time to do whatever is needed for you to take care of yourself so that you can then take better care of the people around you, but they have to come second they do. for sure. For sure. And by putting yourself first and then second, you're putting everybody first. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hands down. I couldn't agree with you more. Thanks for this talk today. Thanks for letting me record our conversation. It was awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. Thanks for sharing all your fun stuff with the world. That's right. I hope it's fun. I hope people like it. I feel like, uh, I feel like it's enjoyable. People tell me it's enjoyable. So it is. And it's very vulnerable of you. Yeah. I hope Mm -hmm. I, I hope to, um, one of the goals uh, for the podcast for 2023 is to really start uh, uncovering more layers of things, a little more deeper of content with, with certain things as it pertains to maybe my own vulnerability and also just diving a little bit deeper into um, people's stories and, and their lives and the journeys they've been on. So it's going to be cool. I hope people like the transparency and the vulnerability of it all. It'll definitely be cool. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to hear what you get. Well, it's forthcoming. Stay tuned. All right. Go to bed. Take care of you. Get some sleep so you're not crabby mom in the morning. Maybe I'll just be crabby just because. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good night.